0: Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: All right. Good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today I am recording on a fine and sunny here in Pennsylvania Monday evening. And uh, today I'm excited. I actually haven't had to do any podcasts the past two weeks. I blocked my schedule out. And I just got back from camping over the weekend. So I am juiced up, fully recharged. I was fully unplugged, no cell phone signal. It was amazing. So hopefully we'll talk about that because this guy uh, knows a little bit about getting outside, getting dirty. Uh, We were chatting before the show, uh, might know a little bit about biking, maybe some trail building. I'm a geek about that as well. But really why I bring him on the show today is, uh, and actually today as we're recording this, even though it's not gonna air for another month or two, we're streaming this live real time in Facebook world. He just launched a book. Uh, So let me give you a quick background on this guy. So, because I love the book's title, especially what's going on right now uh, around the country here in the USA and around the world. But this gentleman, you know, for years he had dreams of becoming a musician and uh, that road didn't lead him to success, which I have a few friends in the musical world. And that is a true challenge to make it happen. And, uh, but the gentleman comes from Nashville, Tennessee, which is like the Holy land headquarters of music for most, uh, most people like us, especially I watch those TV shows too. So, but then this guy goes and fast forwards. He's, he's, a, he's a contractor. He knows a lot about this, uh, this, this world, which I feel more people need to embrace. Uh, and I don't want to call it just the blue-collar world because it's white-collar, blue-collar. But there's, the fact is you can do a lot of things without a college degree. We were just talking about that, too. But more importantly, his book launch. His book launch, I'm excited about the title here, is called Why Should I Forgive? And, again, we're talking about empowering people here and to retool and change their lives tonight. So without further ado, my guest co-host is going to help us do that today and talk about his book launch, Is Derek Stone. Welcome, sir.
0: Thank you, Scott. I appreciate you having me. It's an honor.
1: Well, it's an honor to have you because, I mean, while we're recording this, I hate to timestamp it because I have so many shows recorded. This might not air for like a month or two, but it doesn't you. matter because <laughs> everything that's happening right now has been happening. There's been a powder keg uh, blowing up. You know, obviously this quarantine, the COVID thing around the world. Uh, we're recording this now in the month of June, 2020, and I here's here, here's some wake up call, right? I left on Friday to go camping, and you'll appreciate this. Yeah. No cell phone signal. I'm in uh, a county in northern Pennsylvania that actually moved to green status. So while, so I left, we left the campsite on Saturday night and got to go get a drink at a local bar. It was so nice. refreshing. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I didn't care about that, but I was like, oh, bonus. I, I cared more about the mountain biking hiking on the trails, getting out onto the river nearby our campsite. We're uh, doing some paddle boarding and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I get back to civilization as I'm driving back. It was a two hours away. And all of a sudden, my phone finds a cell phone tower. And boom, my God. texts are blowing up. Emails <laughs> are blowing up. Like, it's crazy. I was like, I am ignoring it. I didn't touch it until this morning, Monday morning. But one awesome. of them I saw with that preview on the iPhone, a friend of mine from Louisiana uh, messaged, Are you okay? I see what's happening, and I had no idea because I, I stayed unplugged, and then I go to my in-laws for a Sunday night dinner just for us to catch up quick as we come back from camping, and all of a sudden, everybody's talking about Philadelphia. Everybody's talking about you know the whole thing with Minnesota and all these riots, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, one, I'm not a negative Nancy. I'm not trying to push this stuff down. It is important. I understand why people are passionate in other areas or not, But I also learned that locally, right here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, we're an hour north of Philadelphia. So now I know why she reached out to me because I'm so close to Philly. But Mm. our three cities here, Allentown, Bethlehem, and Easton, also did their own marches and everything else completely peacefully. No damaging of anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, whites and blacks walking together. Beautiful, very positive. I saw all this stuff today because, again, I stayed unplugged. So Mm -hmm. proof of the pudding here, so to speak, that people could choose to do things in a positive way and create positive change without all the negativity, without all the violence. And I love seeing this whole thing about empowerment because I'm like, I wish more people were empowered to take these types of actions, but remind themselves it needs to be done in a positive way. So I know, right. I don't want to put you on the spot, but since you're the co-host, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that since you just put out a book trying to empower people?
0: Yeah. Well, one of the big things that um, I, used to, I used to hate a lot was just like pushing my opinions on people. And like, it was like, in the neighborhood I grew up in, it was kinda of like that when I was younger. It was like, yeah. you know, it's my way or the highway, dude, you know, and I just didn't I didn't always agree with that. Every time I always pushed my way or the highway, it always ended in a fist fight. And there's about ten of those fist fights that I got into. Nice, nice. So so yeah. I just always pause learned. now
1: if you could hear my coon hound, uh, I I hear I think I he heard. wants <laughs> to get into a fight with the UPS guy. So I think so. I think so. <laughs> he likes to make That's an awesome. appearance on the show once in a while. So I gotcha, I gotcha. you so yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah fist fights man i used to get in the fist fights and it was just like in the neighborhood i grew up in it was section eight project neighborhood okay um in, in mobile alabama and um i used to get down there and, and for real man if you if you didn't re- if you didn't if you wanted people to stop messing with you you had to just buck up and and duke it out you know because once you duke it out they gonna leave you alone you know and but but in this situation i totally agree with the with the the peaceful marches why they're marching the reason they're marching Unity is what we need. The destruction from people's anger, and that's where it derives from, is the anger, resentment, and, and revenge. Those are the three things that um, bitterness, anger, resentment are all on the front cover of my book. And so, um, that is, it really is. Share
1: that real quick while you're saying this. So. Yeah, it
0: really is kind of tough about how you know everybody's doing what they're doing. It, you know, I get what they want to do. I get the positive message behind it. Uh, it's just the anger the anger and the bitterness and the resentment of of people because you know i feel like people just really want to be in peace and they they want to know that they're not being um, uh, what's the word you know segregated or treated well, take, differently of being treated yeah less, they're not less being equally value, yeah you know? they're not being treated equally and, and that's that's the reason they need to be marching and and we need to be marching alongside them because it's not right no. and and so that's just um, it's just kind of what what it is about it.
1: Yeah, I, it's funny because, and I know, obviously I'm white. Okay, darn. Uh, and, but it's like, I also didn't grow up with a lot. Okay, I, I, I color aside, everybody struggles. Not even, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I grew up on a farm. My family didn't have a lot of money. Uh, throughout my childhood, I saw my dad go through multiple bankruptcies, rebuild the business again, bankruptcy again, rebuild again. He always mm-hmm. worked hard, never worked for anybody else in his life. And I love my family but didn't teach me squat about good finances, money management, anything. And I have friends of mine who've grown up in inner city environments uh, that, you know, black, Asian, doesn't matter. They're, they're, I'm, I know these people, they're colleagues of mine. They've 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 climbed up out of those types of environments and they all agree. It didn't matter if it was white, black, anything else. They're like, guys, like nobody taught me these things. Nobody taught me these things. And, and no one, this this information wasn't being passed on. So they were in this place of, I don't want to say weakness, but, you didn't, they didn't have the tools to, to dig themselves out. Now, granted, a lot of these people are very empowering speakers now, and they put out their own books. And they talk about, you know, carpe diem, seize the day. Oh, oh, one of the guys, I mean, own your shit. Well, he comes out and says, like, dude, I, I, I needed to step up, and I needed to own my shit. Like, no one was going to do it for me. Right. I needed to find a way to build the path. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, I could have chosen a, a violent path. And he says, I got really close a couple of times, but then luckily he had, he came from a single, single parent family. So luckily that single parent was the good one. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, no, you're better than that. You're capable of more. We can do this together. And it took him until his forties to finally get his act together. And I'm 42 right now. And I've made a lot of financial mistakes in my life because Mm -hmm. I didn't have those necessary building blocks, that knowledge. And mm-hmm. I can thank my wife now and her family because she grew up completely opposite of me. And it's mm-hmm. been a struggle, dude. Like, it's been a very big struggle to look at how somebody else has grown up. And it wasn't. it's not her fault that she grew up in a more positive financial situation. It was a, okay, there was different lessons being taught, different education right. being passed on.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I had to open up my eyes and my ears and realize, like, dude, swallow your pride, bro. You mm-hmm. don't know shit, okay? Mm-hmm. You thought mm-hmm. you did, mm-hmm. but clearly there's another better way to do it. And right. a lot of us, I think, there's a pride thing in the way. I don't know about mm-hmm. you. I'm very intrigued about this. Because like, I, I studied karate when I was a kid. And I was afraid to get into fights because I didn't want to use what I learned. Uh, but then there was always people that would find out about it. And they wanted you to get into a fight. And I'm like, dude, why is it, what's what the deal with the fighting, man? And
0: well like, test me. D- D- <laughs> like, dude,
1: I could roundhouse you in the head. But I don't want to. You know? And knock three
0: teeth out in the process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I got some
1: skills. Like I mean, I haven't used them in a while, but I, I, mm-hmm. can still, I still have the flexibility. I can still go out and bust a roundhouse right now. And yeah. I did it over the weekend over the campfire. And people were like, whoa, he's, he's roundhousing over the campfire. It's a, it's a joke now. And I'm like, okay, whatever. The point is, like, we all have a choice in how we take these actions to move forward. And that's why I liked your book because – not, I mean, obviously I wish we wouldn't have to connect on what's happening right now, but it is a, it is a great timing, right? Didn't you say you just, mm-hmm. just went live and recording this today on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I
0: did, yeah, correct.
1: resentment, bitterness, and anger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, you chose three, which by the way, I love, because I did, I was joking with you earlier how I, went, I made myself go back to school as an adult student, and I did my degree at Bachelor of bachelor's Science in Marketing and Psychology. But okay. the only thing I've taken away from all that is actually the psychology. That is something that I still value to this day. Yeah. Because there's a lot of mindset stuff tied to those. and mm-hmm. they, But they talk about the power of a trifecta. Actually, the, a lot of studies I read were the human brain really dials in on three things, like always threes. So blatant memorization happens easier in groupings of threes. So it's just interesting that you chose three hot items and stopped there. There's a lot of other things you could have focused on. But clearly, yeah. these three also mean the most to you from where you came yeah. from. Right. But now, is one of those three stand out more than the others? Is there a hierarchy?
0: I would say the, the anger, which is derived from the bitterness, you know, um, and once the anger matures, it becomes in bitterness. Once those two mature, it becomes resentment. Okay. So, so yeah, you know, that's the, that's the big, big deal with me. And growing up, you know, I felt like, you know, my, I was, I was, my parents got divorced when I was five. We bounced around for a couple of years and then my mom got moved us into that section eight neighborhood. And, um, then she got married to a guy or moved the guy in and then got married to him 2 years later but realized that she didn't realize this but we were being sexually abused from wow. 8 to 12 and you know basically that munition was you know don't tell the cops or don't tell anybody because they'll take you away from your mom my 8-year-old brain trying to process that you know was just like oh my gosh I love my mom I don't want to be taken away from my mom you know
1: that's pretty so, crazy
0: yeah it's pretty pretty crazy and um but my brain kept trying to process and trying to find somebody who to to blame man. And, and all that landed on my dad and, and, and my dad was, you know, he was doing the best he could with what he had. And that's, that's one of the things we talk about parents, you know, parents do the best they can with, with what they're, what they, with what they have based on the examples they were shown to be okay. Okay. You know, and, and, and so, you know if you don't like that and this is what i say in the book you know if you don't like that it's up to you to change it you, you just said it mm-hmm. you know take responsibility and don't make your life an excuse make it a freaking statement oh, you know it. what i'm saying you know when you own your life you know it's like and what can what can any of us do about a second of the past you know to change it nothing not a thing we can't do anything i agree hey and the longer,
1: so the, i've learned this from so many speakers i got to pause on this the longer we dwell on the past Mm-hmm. the longer you hold yourself back from moving forward into, the, into a more positive future. You can't change the past.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All we could do is work on ourselves mm-hmm. also first. That's the other thing I, I remind people. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, yes, I do want to help other people, but I also had to learn over the years, if I didn't work to put in my own self-work mm-hmm. romantically, professionally, financially, like all the areas of my life, how am I, expect, how am I supposed to get, move forward and then help others with that? right because exactly. I'm, I'm still a shit show. <laughs> <So> it's like, <laughs> right? It's like right. oh great. Right. Yeah, I mean right. I, Scott speaks the good a good word <laughs> but also if you look you look under the surface it's a shit show. So it's like okay, maybe we could do a better job at working on Scott and then he can then w- help work with other people and move forward. And that mm-hmm. was very hard for me to realize. And mm-hmm. I'm sure this is com- this comes from your self work too man because you don't just wake up one day and then boom, put out a book. Believe me, cause I'm still finishing my book. It's an editing right now. I'm also going to launch a book and Sweet, I man. said I was going to launch it last year. Mm-hmm. That didn't go so well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Mine's five years in the making brother. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, when I got out of the music business, that was one of the things I was so depressed because I felt like i had lost my, the platform to tell the story. Ah. And um, so I just felt the urge to, to write it in a book and, I did, I had two other versions of it. And when I got to the point where I says, you know what, look, it sucks that what happened to you and it was not right and it should not have happened. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get onto a better place emotionally, you got to let it go. And man, I thought my self-critic just ate me alive. Like, dude, you're going to offend so many freaking people don't write that. And so I shut down for two years. I didn't write another word in it. And that's why I told you earlier, you know, Tommy Breedlove and Tom Schwab both said at the same exact time, like if you were like in middle school, it'd be like pinch poke, you owe me a coat, jinx, you know, yeah. but they both said it. They said, dude, do you believe that? And I said, absolutely. Then they said, then write it because there's always going to be a critic. See, and so,
1: I like that. I heard something a little bit differently. I had a couple different <laughs> great influencers because I've had a lot of authors and stuff on the show over the years, it's four years now.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: a common answer that started popping up, including the woman who I ended up hiring for my editing, because she's she's a ghost writer, she's done like co-authoring, and she just she's a professional editing business. Um, she's one of them. That's why I ended up hiring her, because I knew she would call me on my shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need you, yeah, because I know if like I, if I slack off, she'd be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, because her point was, we all have a message to share, and if all of a sudden, like for example, if I would have held myself back, and I would have launched a podcast show. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I realized that after listening to enough podcasts and I don't monetize it or anything, I don't, I, this is just me. I realized this, this became a platform for me to pass on people's messages like yours and mine. Like I wanted it to stand for like a legacy message. Right. Again, That's that awesome forward thing. mission. Right. Oh, what yeah. Are we, what yeah. are we doing for the present and for the future? Right. But anyway, so she, she and a few other great influencers were like, well, Scott, kind of like, OK, you want to write a book. About the transformational journey we went through when you left the corporate world and became a firefighter. I served as one of the uh, as one of the hotshots with the U.S. Forest Service out west, and it's one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. I didn't know it when I did it, and then my buddy was kind <laughs> enough to do the research later, and he's like, "Dude, could you please stop doing that? You're gonna die." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Uh, but <laughs> the point was, is he's, he's like, "You've got a story to share," and mm-hmm. I realized I want to give 100 percent of the proceeds back to fallen firefighters one day when you know if it ever takes off. And like, okay, you have all these goals. But you haven't finished the book. Mm-hmm. So like you clearly have a message to share, something positive, something maybe legacy building. But like if you never put it out, how are you helping anybody? Right. And like so the longer you keep saying, Oh well, I want, I don't know about this, I don't know about that, like, dude, you're just not helping other people. Like right. get over your own shit. And I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so interesting way of putting it. Like, yeah, yeah. You're your mm-hmm. own roadblock, bro. Like
0: <laughs> Right, for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is like, you know, through my business, my, my construction business, I've learned that, man, my passion is to empower people to change their own situation because I've seen it with my business. Three other people that have left me are out running around making six figures, you know? And, and that's a huge blessing to me, man. Cause I, they, they did the work though. You know, nobody's going to do that work for you. Um, you know, so we got
1: to pause on that. What? (laughs) All the hard work. (laughs) It's not yeah. gonna
0: be done for me, <laughs> right? That's exactly right. My my buddy Tommy Breedlove says you have to participate in your own rescue, and and to What's me like, that reminds to, to me it reminds me of uh, the guy at lost at sea where he's like God save me, God save me, and and you know God sends a helicopter out to him, yeah, yeah, and he's sure. like no no good good God you know God's gonna save me you know and then he sends out a freaking boat and he tells the Captain I'm good God's gonna save me well the dude dies gets to heaven he's like God. I was, you, you know, why didn't you save me? He goes, bro, I sent a helicopter and a boat after you didn't take none of them. You got to do some of the work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just thought that I was just what it reminds me of. And so nobody's going to do the work for you. And, and that's a, that's a big, a big deal. Cause so many people want to have stuff handed to them. Mm-hmm. It's not the way it works, man. Yeah. It's not the way it works. You know, I've had five other businesses and all of them failed because of a poverty mentality I had, get rich quick, get rich quick, get rich quick, making stupid mistakes because I was trying to get rich quick.
1: Or you're doing things that really don't align, right, with your ethics. Or what, what, Mm -hmm. and a lot of us, I'm interested to hear your feedback on this. Like, we don't always realize that we have an underlying principle base within us. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that comes out a lot more when you start doing the work. And Mm -hmm. I never thought about that way. And like after the firefighting, it really awakened a lot of things. Like I actually have three words tattooed on my ribs, uh, which is part of the hotshot creed that I learned those two years. And it's called it's duty, respect, and integrity. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of crossover to the military world. Some of those words, some of those words are also used in a lot of the creed from the Marine Corps and everything else. And our our job as firefighters was very militaristic, but the point was like those words really stood out to me. So as soon as I finished that, um, I had a, big Phoenix tattooed on my back, but then a a year or two went by and those words throughout my self-work because I thought I was good after that. I was a complete shit show after that. I was like, okay. (laughs) Like romantically, I was shut off. Um, I was doing those things. Just like you said, right? We were making decisions that weren't smart, but -hmm. we were so desperate to succeed and I was forcing it. Mm -hmm. And then I would get angry at myself because I would make a decision that didn't align with who I truly was. But it took the next few years of continued self work to bring that out of me. And to the point where I eventually said, wait a minute, these words mean a lot to me. I'm going to get those tattooed on me. Now granted people listening to this, this, does not mean, uh, I'm justifying that everybody needs to have tattoos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're painful and, uh, they don't tickle. Uh, but, <laughs> but the point is for me that means something. I was like, you know, what? I need to put that in there. I got to put that on me. So whenever I, if I have me in front of a mirror and I take my shirt off and I see that, and if I knew that I was a bit of a bit of a jerk that week, oh man, check yourself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like the self-work never stops. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's inevitable, right? Like, right. have you slowed down at all with your self-work? No, no, no. But like, I mean, what was the big trigger for you then? I mean, I got to pause on that. So like the book came later, right? The realizing these three things, you know, reflecting back on your childhood, what happened to you guys, but can you think about, you know, besides your buddies calling you out and making the book and everything else, but when was like, was there a key trigger for like the forgiveness factor? Like what?
0: Yeah, when it was. Yeah, I was at a conference um, by a guy named. Well, a bunch of churches put this conference together when I was in uh, going. I was in, a freshman in college, so I was yep. nineteen. I was nineteen, and I actually got married right after I turned twenty. So um, wow, more power to you, man! Yeah, thanks. I, I just Seventeen got years I strong, strong, dude. Seventeen I just years got strong, at man. Forty-one. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, and so we were at this conference, man, and the dude was Dave Park was talking about bitterness versus forgiveness. And, um, he said, some of you need to forgive a parent or a sibling or an aunt or uncle or grandparent. And man, my, my, you know, blood pressure started going and all of a sudden all these memories started flooding back through my head, like a time-lapse video. And I I started getting angry. And then this voice came to me, man, and and said, Derek, I want to use you, but I can't because you have this bitterness towards your dad. Wow. And And I was like, so I just out of anger said, why should I forgive him? And, and because, you know, he didn't pay child support, you know, the lights got cut off and and we were taking cold showers and candlelight, didn't know where the next meal was coming from, got sexually abused, you know, and, and, and all this. And, but then the voice came back back to me as if I didn't just holler at it and said, but I'm the father to the fatherless. Hmm. And see, I wanted to know what that was like so bad for somebody to tell me I had what it took, that I was enough, that, um, you know, they just believed in me, but could give me a positive example that I, I said, you know what, if you'll give me that, I'll give you this. And two hours later, man, I got up, I no longer felt the need to nurse and live behind my facade. Hmm. I, I, you know, I was, that was me, dude, is everything was happy on the outside dude. But when I get by myself, I, I would just be eaten alive with shame and blame and guilt and resentment and anger and, and hate and all these, these emotions. And, um, I just, I was a a party looking for a place to happen. And no longer did I, I felt like I I needed to nurse that facade anymore. So I I just stopped. And then the other thing happened was that I've been carrying around this burden. I mean, eight years old, I've been carrying around this burden. And, um, when I got up, I no longer felt the weight of the burden It was gone, completely gone. And so, um, and what was crazy is that miraculously, almost like got adopted into five families that all had godly men that showed me what it was like to be a, um, a, a husband and a father and a, a business owner and a contributing member to society. And I got to see how they disciplined their kids, how they made purchases, how they ran their businesses, uh, how they did their taxes, which is crazy. And, um, just stuff that's like reality TV, dude, like even reality TV blurt some of this stuff out, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 um, you just gotta
1: be listening for it.
0: Right. And so I had the different examples, you know, and, and so in, and, and later I talk about it in the book too, Is six years later, I, I prayed. It was like, God, would you restore the relationship between me and my dad? And, um, six years later, my dad calls me up in the middle of the deer woods, dude. It's full blown gun season in, in Mississippi, man. And, and, um, and, and it's my dad and he calls and goes, Hey Derek, you got a second to talk. And I was like, yeah. And he said, Hey, look, I don't want to be known as, as somebody who walked out on their kids. And um I wanna be in your life and, and in my grandkids' life. And would you forgive me for the way that I've treated you guys for the past ten years? And um
1: like the abuse and everything?
0: Well see, this isn't that was my stepdad that abused me. My nah, dad nah, nah, just nah. wasn't there. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I you know, Two my dad just
1: bigger issues going on here, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um and and so that was the the, and, and I just kind of smiled and said, you know, dad, I forgave you a long time ago, but I've been praying for this day. Uh-huh. I mean, since then we've been hunting, we've, we've went on hikes together. You know, we've, we've been out to Texas quite a few times where he lives. And, and so, um, so yeah, that was kind of the pivot point, the, the main, and that's what I said when my business did over a million dollars, I wanted to go back to see what it was that triggered my journey to success. And then the second thing that was, is, um, after about two months of that the relationship being restored, I just straight up asked my dad for this Old Testament biblical blessing, which is crazy. I know, but man, dude, if you, if you would only could only know what happened, the the hours, the days, the weeks and the months after he, he did this thing. Um, And he just spoke over me. He he waited a month before he could figure out what he wanted to say. And then he um, he spoke over Deuteronomy 28 to me. And which means you'll be the head, not the tail. You'll be blessed in coming and going and, and all this stuff. And I felt like I was getting knighted, dude.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, I could charge hell with a water pistol, dude. Like, like I felt like I was given the keys of this mighty armor and then do my life transform crazy. I got a hold of this book shortly after that called um, The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. Mm-hmm. And that book changed my world um, The Seven Steps to Personal Success. And I got his journal, Andy Andrews, and I, and I went through every one of those steps for 30 days and just, you know, Uh, And and one of his steps is I will greet this day with a forgiving spirit, you know, and, and I will seek wisdom. I'm a person of action. I will persist without exemption. That book just, man, those principles, like you say, the underlying, everybody has these underlying integrity points about their life. Sometimes we don't know they're there. And and sometimes they just appear, but these were like, all right, I'm based, this is what my life is going to be based on. This is my foundation right here. And so those principles. And so, um, so yeah, that was the, that was the pivotal point for me that changed everything, changed everything.
1: Wow. Well, the crazy thing is, this, there's a whole lot of stuff bundled up in there, right? It's not just, yeah, sure, I mean, clearly sure. you're a faithful, you, know, you know, God-fearing man. You've, you're all into the church and all that. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm not. Doesn't yeah, mean, yeah. The, doesn't mean no, you know, no. I can't rap on the microphone, right?
0: Absolutely, um, man. But I actually
1: <laughs> tell people, like, especially when I was firefighting, there is this, spiritual process. There's this energy and some people mm-hmm. can call it faith or whatever, but it's like, listen, in the end, as long as you understand that there's a whole lot of stuff going on around you, and yeah, yeah. you still got to own your part right. and work together. And, and that That's where I learned a lot about, I have a whole chapter just on brotherhood you know, in that book that I'm working on, but mm-hmm. a lot of those types of thoughts, because I mean, in that, in that gig, like we were doing 16-hour shifts on the fire line and you're doing that two weeks straight with no days off. So there's mental exhaustion, physical exhaustion, but you're also mm-hmm. uh, around you know, you're you're part of a 20 man crew, and, and there's some crews that are actually you know male and female, which at the hotshot level is legit, man. These girls don't mess around. Yeah. And yeah, for uh, sure. There is no weird. There, there's there's just like I, I never worked in a position or in a role that forced you to become aware of more than yourself, right? Not mm-hmm. just your surroundings from a safety standpoint, but also your fellow brother and sister on the fire line. And that's why I end up talking about brotherhood, sisterhood, right? Like, I never, I never could wrap my head around police, first responders, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And to this day, it still dumbfounds me because I was, I had, I was, I was gifted with the option to try it for two years. Like, they didn't have to hire me. I was, they called me the old guy. I was in my (laughs) thirties. I was like old. I'm thirty-one, but like (laughs) for that gig. It's yeah. just like the military. I mean, they get you coming out like you're the football star coming off the high school team. Maybe you don't going to go to college right away, or you're going to do firefighting to go to college or whatever it may be. Or people mm-hmm. are still trying to find themselves or they want to take a couple of years for an adventure. Um, or maybe yeah. they are, they have dreams of starting their own contracting business like you, but they haven't, they need some startup capital. Like you can make 40 grand in a summer as a hot mm-hmm. shop. So that's a lot of money for oh, wow. six months. So, yeah. and then you off the rest of the year. So, mm-hmm. but a lot of that stuff got awakened and I don't think I truly valued it while I was in the process and it's been unraveling year after year ever since, you know, mm-hmm. and cause mm-hmm. this is my, this is the 10th year I, I did it in 2010 and 2011. So this is 10 years later from my rookie year. And, mm-hmm. uh, so next year will be the, the final culmination of that two year adventure. And it was just like, dude, stuff's still unraveling. Like the mm-hmm. mindset piece, the awakening piece, the uh, things that are bigger than ourselves, letting stuff go, mm-hmm. uh, Like I had some hatred toward my superintendent. (laughs) Cause like at the end of that rookie year, I almost didn't come back to that second year because Mm -hmm. he did some stuff, maybe do some things I didn't like. I I didn't like the safety protocols. I just second guessed it, even though he's a career firefighter and I'm just like some dude. And then at the end of that, I was like, I came back to my word and my bond. And when he hired me and gave me a chance, he's like, I need you at least two years. We're rebuilding this crew because you are older. I need your mindset. Um, I'm probably gonna push on you harder. So it took that summer or that winter after that first fire season, like, no Scott, you have to go back. Like you gave him your word. Your word is your bond. That's one thing I did learn from my father. And I was like, do your two years. Get your belt buckle. That's what they give you. And Mm -hmm. it's like get your special belt buckle. And then if you fell in love with it, it can become your career for the rest of your life. If not, it's another amazing hat that gets hung on that rack that you could say you've done something no one else has done in the world. But now thanks to that decision and then me finally getting my ego out of the way Mm -hmm. and embracing which i heard from you right here you didn't say the word but i have a whole chapter on on vulnerability Mm -hmm. oh my god that is like the tough guy (laughs) for a guy man let it go let the tough guy thing go until that's
0: dudes we just want to be a poser man we're just the whole time we're posing we are always
1: in our own way (laughs) And and my my own wife, she's like, until you, I mean, dude, she, I I barely made it to one year of dating her and she broke up with my butt because (laughs) I was so Mm self-focused. I wasn't being vulnerable. I wasn't opening up. I was just Mm -hmm. trying to be that guy who, Hey man, I got the corporate career. I got the degree. I was a firefighter. I was such a schmuck and and she had to break up with me and I could have moved on, but something like you said, something hit me in my head during the Mm -hmm. three month hiatus and it made me want to go back for her and be mm-hmm. a better man and give us a chance. Cause like, I realized, wait a minute, I didn't give her a chance. I didn't give mm-hmm. us a chance cause I was getting in our way. So mm-hmm. it went from getting in my own way to now all of a sudden I'm getting into our way. So now my stupidity is affecting a possible lifelong relationship. Yeah. And-
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man, I had a conversation. I had a conversation with my wife that, um, was very very humbling to for me because my pride had always kind of my pride had always just like she really just doesn't know, hmm. but she in, in fact she did. I don't know how she did. It's like your parents when you're a teenager; they always know you're running around screwing around doing something. Dude, these, how do like, they know that shit is? You know dude, what I'm saying? they like, <laughs> are, are smarter than we know. I know, uh, dude. So perceptive. Uh, yeah, you, dude. You think they don't know and they know. <laughs> they just got feelers out there. I don't know what it is, man. But so so I, I literally had to humble myself and say, look you know, this is, this is in in my book, I talk about in chapter 10, you know, what forgiveness looks like in a marriage that was headed for divorce. And man, we were having all these petty arguments. I kept thinking, asking these questions, like, what's it going to be like to come get your kids every other week? What's it going to be like to be out alone, you know? Um, and what's it going to be like to co-parent and stuff like that? And, and, you know, it was just one of those things where it's just like, dude, you, you never want to put her through this much less, you know, your kids. And so I, um, I had a conversation with her one night, and I said, "Look, I just, I just want you to know that everything that I've ever done on my own has failed. Hmm. But the moment you get involved with what I'm doing, somehow the shiz always works. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it just always works. No. You know what I'm saying? There's that partnership. So it is that. It's that partnership. That te- that team and and." And I mean, I went and when we first, when we bought this house, we, I bought a $40,000 vehicle and it cut her like a knife by myself. She wasn't with me. And she was, I found out later in counseling because it, yeah, it caused counseling. So oh, I can I see found out, oh, yeah. I found out later.
1: First of all, that's a significant nut. Uh, sure. financial nut. Second, of <laughs> yeah. the, the symbolism of it was you went and did it on your own. So mm-hmm. is there a we? And I'm yeah, not even a counselor, exactly. I oh, see. Listened.
0: See, there you go. You got it. That was the like, name. And I couldn't I've, figure I've, out why she was sub. I'm sad. trying
1: to pay attention oh, to this stuff. I've had I've had relationship <laughs> experts on the show too, and they're like,
0: "Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah." It's called you're
1: in a relationship.
0: Yeah, everything. And that's what shit. she said. That's what she said. She's like, I just didn't feel like a team. And then later, man, if you look at uh, um, uh, John Eldridge and Stacy Eldridge's books, uh, "Wild at Heart" and her book "Captivating," they talk about the three desires that men and women have. So. Men have the desire to uh, have go on a great adventure. Men have the desire to a battle to fight. Men have the desire to rescue a beauty. And so women have, they want to play an irreplaceable role on a great adventure. Irreplaceable. So many times I screwed my marriage up because I took her role away, you know? Oh. And, and, and then the other thing is they want to show the world what beauty looks like to them. That's why they, they, they dress a certain way. They do their makeup a certain way. They, maybe put flowers in a flower bed the way they design their house so they paint their walls you know they want to show the world what beauty looks like and then the other thing the last one is is that she says that is is they want to be pursued slash romanced and and always man man, dude when we don't do that as husbands man which it's just it's just not helping (laughs) you know know,
1: it's because that symbolically comes across as taking it for granted right and you know i'm only Barely a year and a half into this, uh, that's something I've already hard coded into my head that I have to, every so often, I'm like, whoa, did you pause? Did you make it all about her today? Did you take a day off? You know, did like, like like last Wednesday, I've been so busy Mm -hmm. with all this quarantine business life. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was actually a bit busier than I've ever been because now I'm stuck in front of the computer all day long. I'm like, dude, I have to unplug. I need to go, uh, you know, order us a special takeout dinner instead of me making dinner or, Go get a special wine, or do these little extra things. Like, mm-hmm. that's the little things do matter. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 right,
0: for sure, yeah. Because they pay, they pay attention to all that effort, even though they don't, f- you don't feel it. It might get reciprocated later. Well, you know what I mean, I'm sure, that I'm <laughs> sure,
1: because you're such a. Because I know a lot of churches uh, actually uh, support this book, The Five Love Languages. It's a cl- oh, yeah, classic yeah. for relationship building. I didn't read that until about a year and a half ago, so like right mm-hmm. before the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh,
0: well. Yeah, Enneagrams. So Enneagram is right behind that, dude. Is Road back to you by Ian Cron, dude. Yeah. That book. That book. The Enneagram, figuring out what your spouse is, so you can see when they're stressed, they act this way. When they're not, they're, they're this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for you too, self knowledge is like, is like the key that that guides you, that separates you from everybody else. Right. You know, it's like it's like. I know how I'm going to react because I know me and in this situation, I'm going to hit you in the face. I'm just going to walk away. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, that's just a random situation, you know, but like, but like, that's just kind of, when you know you, you know, you can operate in you and give yourself love and, and, and that kind of thing. So,
1: yeah. see it's, it's funny. I was like, we're both from different walks of life, but also have a lot of alignment here because again, going back to that point, of we needed to get empowered enough mm-hmm. to take these steps to own, as you said, our shiz, right? Like, it's right, like, okay, right. we gotta own this. <laughs> got, like, no one else can own this for us. And right. I can't tell you how profound profoundly important that is. Mm-hmm. That's why I love streaming these live to Facebook. Because, like, if this is, if this, let's get this content out there now because there's so much frustration out there right now. People don't know where their businesses are going next, people don't know where their health is going next. There's right and wrong decisions being made for us, um, and then obviously everything going on with the riots and people's rights. It's like, guys, like if each of us could just step up and try and be a better person, mm-hmm. that's, that's going to help the greater good.
0: Right, right. Because humans, in, in any story you watch on TV or you read, humans are not challenged. They're, they have to be challenged to change. So they're, they're just not going to change. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something has to challenge them, whether it be, you know, that, that woman is absolutely beautiful. I've got to marry that woman. I'm gonna I'm gonna become the guy that she wants, you know, or that she needs. And mm-hmm. on or or, you know, somebody's attacking my my family. I've gotta I've gotta step up right now and, and go protect my family or whatever. Whatever those things are, but humans, there's always gonna have to be a challenge to get somebody to change. And then for true change to happen, you gotta have those two things. You know, you gotta have um, can you prove it beyond a reasonable doubt? And then what's in it for me? Right. Those two things you've got to be able to prove to get lasting change. So, so yeah. But I think that's interesting. How and my challenge was is that God, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't keep doing this. You know, I started my business. It's so funny you We're say
1: our heads up against the wall, and it's like this isn't working. Yeah, yeah. But we keep yeah. doing it. It's
0: like- Absolutely, gotta be a better way, and 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 that's for sure. You know that was my thing. Is that man? I started. I think it's funny that you talk about getting some operating capital, and I started my business on unemployment. Man, like I came straight off of unemployment and turned around and started working two weeks later, mm-hmm. and right into you know right into contract. Now I wasn't contracting at the time; I was learning at the time. Right. You know, three years. No, dude, just some There's random GC. Stuff? Yeah, GC hired me for fifteen bucks an hour, and I just he's like, "Do you know how to do this?" I was like, "No." He goes, "Let me show you." And Dude, I mean, I knew my way around tools. So I,
1: I've worn so many hats in my life just to get by. Like, people have no sure. idea. Sure. There's friends of yeah. mine like, dude, you should make a list of all the jobs you've ever done. Because <laughs> I said, guys, like, it was just a method in the timeline. And sure. if, if you could swallow up your pride enough and realize you just got to get food, at that time it was just on my table. I was like, oh, yeah. dude, I need to survive. Like, when mm-hmm. I wasn't firefighting, I was living out of my car. I didn't really have a regular apartment because I was living on a fire base in Arizona half the year. And then mm-hmm. I would just travel around, you know, camp, mountain bike, stuff like that. You know, do that whole whatever lifestyle that's called these days, vagabond. And then I would come <laughs> home to visit my family here, spend a couple of months, uh, you know, doing some ski race coaching and stuff in my free time because I've always loved that. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go back again. So mm-hmm. I created this very mobile lifestyle. But then I got to the point where I'm like, well, I don't always want to be on the guaranteed unemployment. I feel like I'm just taking the government teat. You know, it's like, wait a minute, I don't need right. Okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's just a hand. I mean, yes, I, I know I'm guaranteed it but that's not me creating my future. That's right. just me sitting on autopilot. And yes, it's okay. I've been on unemployment, not just from firefighting, but even when I was like, go from a company years ago, it's a, it, it helps. Okay. And I'm not oh, concerned. but it hurts your heart. It hurts your heart a little bit. <laughs> it hurts your heart. You just like, so don't, don't want ever it, you want know, want to be, you don't want it. I
0: don't mm-hmm. want to
1: be handed something the rest of my life. And it's okay. Sure. Some people hearing mm-hmm. this like, well, it's needed. Okay. That's fine. Sure. It's temporary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you expect it, mm-hmm. you are enabling your own laziness. If exactly. nothing else, like when I was on unemployment, I was doing self-work. I was figuring out how can I better myself. Dude, when mm-hmm. I finished my degree as an adult student, I tell people this all the time. I knew I was going to go do firefighting. So my senior year, I was working at a corporate job. But I realized, wait a minute, if I do this right, I could go on unemployment. The last three months, push hard, finish that degree, and then leave and have the income I need to pay me to get to Arizona to relocate mm-hmm. my life. So I strategically asked my boss and I was the number three top selling person at the company at the time. I said, I need you to fire me because of Pennsylvania. I'll get unemployment. And she's like, you're going to lose all your federal financial licenses. And I'm like, I'm never going to do this job again. It's all good. I need to finish my degree focuses and then, then go pay for this fire academy that I had to go to so that I can get to Arizona. And she's just like, this is the weirdest request I've ever had in my life. I was like, Look it up. (laughs) Yes or no. That's awesome. (laughs) So it's like the next three months, banged out that schooling while also going away to New York for a fire academy, finished all that, changed my whole life, went to Colorado for another two weeks to go to another academy on the unemployment Mm -hmm. dollars, made my connections, made my networking, got hired by the superintendent, moved back to Pennsylvania, grabbed my car, grabbed my stuff, then figured out how I was going to make it to Arizona and afford that on unemployment. And then boom, started my hotshot career. So That's I awesome. did use unemployment in a strategic way, mm-hmm. but I knew I wouldn't always be on it. Right. And, and again, I didn't. Again, I'm not trying to bash people on it. Some people need to be on sure. it. Oh, sure. I have a rental tenant who's a professional uh, 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 waitress for mm-hmm. her whole 16 years. She's mm-hmm. great at it, and she's mm-hmm. just great money. But I felt bad because during this quarantine, like they shut everything down, so mm-hmm. she needed that. I mm-hmm. mean, she needed to pay rent. So absolutely. She, yeah. she wants to go work she's just can't. right
0: right right for sure so. yeah and that is that is a valid point you know not to not to look down on it now but i'm just saying like you know it was a necessity i hated doing it but i had to do what i had to do right. to get myself to the better place and and while i retooled you know that's what was going on and then i at the moment i stopped the unemployment went right into a job you know doing construction work, stuff man. But now, fast
1: forward to today. If you hadn't done that, you wouldn't start picking up the necessary skills to Absolutely. eventually build your own general contracting business. So it's like, right? Okay, yeah. you figured out this is part of business one hundred one for for entrepreneurship people. It was like, okay, I now know how to do all these things. So now I know how to hand these off to guys I can hire because I don't mm-hmm. want to do those things. So you figure right. out what hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, um, I'm blank on the book right now, but, uh, *Emeth Revisited*, right? Figure yeah, yeah, out like, yeah. all the hats you need to wear, and then start mm-hmm. handing those hats off. Cause I, I don't right. want to do that. I don't want to do that, but this, I need to do like, this is where yep. my strength and my passion is. I will do these things. I will outsource the rest or hire people to do those things. For sure. Right. So yep. like I've, yep. I, I now have a VA after four years of podcasting just to do my blog show notes. I hate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's worth paying somebody to do it. Don't For sure. do it. Like, hit, yeah. Here's the audio file, transcribe it, Yeah. timestamp it. All yours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was with Chick-fil-A for seven years, man. I was a certified grand opening trainer when I stopped working for them. And that's where I learned the value of a duplicatable system. You know, they'd fly me to a, to a, a city and I would train these people who had never touched Chick-fil-A chicken before in four days. It was it blew my mind that in four days they could be running the whole thing on their own. And I'd just step in in a pinch, you know? So that was what I, I, I did when I got in the business. And I finally, for three years, I worked it by myself. And then I was like, this is dumb. I'm working 80 hours a week. I'm backed up a month. This is stupid. I need to hire somebody. So, the first guy I hired, he called me one day. The first day I set him out on his own, he called me with a, and asked me. He literally called me about 15 minutes or 15 times in one minute, and he was like, "Dude, what's this on the list? What's this on the list?" Like, just so what we started doing was we started systematizing right then. All right, cool. So now when we hire somebody, we're going to walk through with a vocabulary sheet. This is what this is, this is what this is, We point to it, and name it, and then they have to go back through and tell me what it is. Yeah. So it's the whole time you're you're systematizing and and now we have all kind of training like like drywall 101, trim 0101, trim advanced, electrical one oh one. So we have all these these tools now for people that that uh, when we bring them along, it's we put it in their hands. Hey, learn this stuff. You know, you'll be better off you can make more money faster. In order to scale
1: you have to embrace systems or methods. Oh, absolutely! methodologies. You to, to your point, sometimes you have to architect it yourself or look mm-hmm. at other best practices. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, companies like Chick-fil-A and everybody else studied the McDonald's model, right? For sure. I don't yeah. support, and granted, when I was firefighting, if we were on a way to a wildfire in some mountain, the only thing along the highway when they got gas for our vehicles was fast food. Oh, so sure. unfortunately, I had to eat it because I was burning 6,000 calories a day on average. So it's like, oh, sure. we didn't care what went in. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But
1: fast forward today, I'm a huge health and fitness nut, and I, and I do care what I put in, and I don't eat a fast food. Mm-hmm. But you can't underestimate the knowledge you can gain from studying how they've done things, right? Sure. There's a, there is a science to that. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, as a business guy, I've studied it too. I studied the Martin McDonald's model, and I've looked at everything else anybody who has anything about business and finance now knows like McDonald's is all about the real estate and their systems. Mm-hmm. It's not about the food. Trust me, the food's right. garbage. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, but it's, it's all necessary components. You know, it, yeah, you have yeah. to, you have to build, if you ever expect to free yourself or alleviate things, you have to figure out what you don't like to do because then mm-hmm. we all have the same 24 hours in a day.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's like, okay, well, if you wish you could start this or wish you could start that, then fine. That's just, that's down the timeline. Let's look at everything today. Where can I start creating the pockets, the gaps? What can I start handing off or getting rid of altogether? Right? Sure. Streamlining and systematize your own personal life. i Mm -hmm. learned that over the years as well. So I didn't Mm -hmm. have a system years ago. Uh, Yeah. Now I'm pretty, I mean, I have flexibility, but I have a pretty good personal system in my life to allow the freedom to build these business ideas. So, Mm -hmm. but we all have to figure that out.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know mine's, mine, mine's systematized from 5.30 to about eight o'clock and then after that, it's just kind of, okay, where are we going? What are we doing? Yeah. You know, But I'm getting better at it. You know, putting a strategy. it's really hard with a journal contract you have to be at so many different jobs. Oh, so yeah. really do have to figure out, right, where do I've got to be at this time and this time and this time and and start blocking that out because I have somebody that wants to fill my time all the time. So, and that's, that's where, you know, just being strategic about those things and prioritizing. I have a color code on my calendar. You know, so if it's green, it's family. If it's yellow, it's a meeting. If it's red, I have to do it. If it's blue, it's health, health and fitness. You know. There you go. So, so yeah. I mean, just color code well, my calendar.
1: I, I, I tell people Tom, the reason why I came back so recharged this weekend. Let me pause real quick. I know we're at the end of our time slot. You good for a couple of minutes? No. Yeah. 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 All right. So, like, I was so happy about going away camping and recharging, but mm-hmm. also I have a, I've built a CrossFit gym in my garage. Like. Oh, nice. I mean, I have a very, my family, my my wife's family's business was started in construction. So oh, okay. the family's business was founded in this 1910 house, and I have a 3,000-square-foot <laughs> garage out back.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's awesome, dude. Man zone. Uh, so, that's what <laughs> so I'm talking about. It's taken me
1: five years. Like Another podcaster commented on my post a couple weeks ago, and I haven't said it yet on air, but I was like, this dude, he and I met at conferences. We talked, but it's the first time. I mean, it, it's looking good now. I've started painting the cinder block. I, I read that all the lighting it's big, it's wide open, but it took me five years of knocking down old shelving 30, sure. 40 years of old construction material from the churches that they built, just stuffed in there. Like they just wow. took everything old from a job and just stuffed it into this garage. Cause they had a big, beautiful new headquarters down the road. So mm. this was just like the family dump zone for construction site stuff. <laughs> so when I met my wife, I was like, this space could be amazing. You know, I had a vision, <laughs> but it took five years to get here and I'm always tweaking it, always improving on it. It's become a passion of mine. This is how I unplug. Yeah. But I yeah, had to, yeah. I had to build a gym out there, which now yeah. has come in handy during quarantine. Cause mm-hmm. all the gyms are closed. But this one guy <laughs> commented, he's like, must be nice to be rich. And I was like, Ooh, I have never <laughs> seen. And he's a, he's a mindset guy like you and me. And I'm like, so I reached out to him privately. To, you know, I gave him a day or two after he made that. I'm like, dude, are you okay, man? Is everything all right? Right? Because, like, mm-hmm. one, I not, I'm rich in life experience, but yeah. I'm not doing a million dollars in business right now. I mean, right. you know, my wife and I together are easily over the six figure mark because of the hard work we put in. Like, she sure. started her own veterinary business seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I started my business, which has limped along until recently. My business is now thriving thanks to the quarantine because I help businesses grow their stuff online. Mm-hmm. So I could run it anywhere. So, mm-hmm. but it took me years to get here. So when people look at you right now and they say, oh, it must be nice of this, I'm like, dude you don't know what it took to get here.
0: Oh, absolutely. So Journey, check yep. yourself
1: before you wreck yourself, my friend. <laughs> I could have been like that, but then I was like, you know what, no, seriously, there's something wrong. Because I've mm-hmm. always shared the progress of the garage. It's called, hashtag this old garage project. It'd be like that old- uh, Nice. that old, old house. Oh, oh yeah. house from your kids, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. had the same theme. Because it's gone through so many transformations. I got bikes yeah. on the wall and lighting, and I, I host a awesome. uh, ski tuning parties in there with my friends in winter, it became, An escape zone for myself and my friends. And I'm very proud of it because I did everything. I had to learn how to do electrical wiring myself. I've I've not hired one contractor except some guy to fill some uh, concrete uh, cracks in the floor. That was it. I've done everything else in there. Oh, nice. I I didn't know you can go rent a commercial painter from Home Depot. Figured figured (laughs) that out. uh, Drop claws, wiring, electricity. Dude, I got the old glass uh, screw fuses. Uh, oh my gosh. Power wall. I haven't updated yeah. yet. I, I tapped back into those old circuits because they don't have bandsaw presses or anything anymore. So yeah. I, got, I got so much power. I got 220 axis out there. I got so much juice flowing through this building. So I was like, okay, <laughs> as long as I don't kill myself, yep. this could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I, so I could teach myself how to run metal conduit, right? I, yeah. This is my baby. I'm going to mm-hmm. do everything myself as much as mm-hmm. possible. You know, sure, sure. so it's like, but these are all, th- I, I tell people, like, I'm, I'm just connected for you because you're a construction guy. And I'm like, yeah, you got to put in the work. goes mm-hmm. back full circle at the beginning of the show. Like, dude,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes, I'm rich with life experience mm-hmm. and stories. Yeah. And that's where I want to take this quick little rant was from what he posted on to my concerns for, is he okay with his mindset? The back to this, everything we talked about today, the empowerment piece is when you put in the work, you're learning. Mm-hmm. And when you're learning, you're creating freedom. Because then I learn, okay, do I want to keep doing this to myself? Or do I want to get rid of it and have somebody else do it? Or do I want to mm-hmm. stop doing it altogether? Like I've actually honed my business. This will help you. This will actually align with you. You can now figure out, wait, what clients do I like to work with? and yep. Which ones would I rather hand off to somebody else?
0: Been that and done that. Yep.
1: Right? You can't yep. say yes to everything forever. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn that. I had to take mm-hmm. on these pain in the butt clients. And I'm like, yeah. okay, our contract is coming up soon. I'm just going to let it run out. And if you still need me, let me know. But I'm, I'm like, oh, you know what? We're going in a different direction. Here, you know what? I have a few colleagues I'm connected with. I would recommend them, you're ready to graduate. I actually try and spin off in a positive way. I'm like, you're ready to graduate to their services. Um, I think we've exhausted our relationship. So it's kind of like I'm breaking up with you, but I'm actually passing you on to a better relationship. But in reality, sure. I just don't want to deal with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to yep. rip on you, but it's like, we have to sure. learn these things. You have to put right. in the work. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to put in the work.
0: yeah i mean that's the thing man when when you when people we i guess where we are and where we in life you know people do that look at us and say some of those things sometimes and man it's like dude i missed my whole first year of my first my second child's life the whole first
1: times i've heard this exactly you know what i'm
0: saying like bro i worked 80 hours for two years eight hour 80 hour weeks for two years and it's just that it's just that and then you know every time i started a business i was like i know what it took to get this one you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm just asking, do I want to do that again? You know, because sometimes it's that, it's that law of gravity. You have to break a law. You have to break the law of gravity to get momentum, to, to, to be able to fly, you know? And, and sometimes people want to try something, they want to dabble and then they, they fall short uh, or they, and they want to give up, but really all they need is more momentum. Mm -hmm. They need more power, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, man, it's, it was the writing on the thing is I didn't hire anybody because of fear. I was afraid to trust somebody with this right here. Oh, yeah. My name. My name. That's R&R, you know? R man.
1: That's you. That's your brand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so, so but people yep. don't understand that either, right? It's like I, mm-hmm. whereas I like rocking everybody else's brands. Like, this is my client. I helped crowdfund this movie. I didn't I barely knew anything about crowdfunding. And then my client came to me, he's like, Hey man, he's like, We need to launch this movie. Yeah. And you had some great tips on crowdfunding that you shared. Can you run the social media for anything else? We, we crowdfunded a documentary film that became number one last year in iTunes uh, That's awesome. off of a dream. And it's just the truth about healthy fats in your nutritional profile. And it's like, dude, we've had major success with this. It's free on Amazon Prime right now. It's crushing it. But the point was, like, we had to figure this out. And this thing needed that, as you were saying, that lighter mission, that the fuel and the fire. That's why everything I do has fuel and there's fire in the logos and everything else. Like my marketing is fuel up marketing, right? Fuel Mm -hmm. enterprises is my business, but live the fuel. It stands for live the fired up epic life, right? Because I need to get people fired up. I want to give them the fuel. So you and I, that's what we're talking about right now. People It's like, you got to figure out what the fuel is. That's going to amp up your fire. It's going to fire you up. It's going to give you that freedom, break the gravity, but that's going to take work. It's Mm -hmm. going to take some time. It's going to take some sacrifice, hopefully not 80 hour weeks. uh, So you regret (laughs) regret seeing, you know, the growth of your young children. Yeah. And And I can't tell you, I'm glad you said it because I have sat down with some very successful people at conferences I've gone to around the country over the years. And the most successful people I've met don't talk about their successes. They share their lessons learned and. Well, they'll call them mistakes, but they're not dwelling on the past. they are saying, "Hey, if I would do something different down the road, <laughs> if I could share one thing, you know, don't underestimate the value of your child's, you know, youth. Like, don't well, miss, was, don't miss that."
0: Yeah, and to add to that, I mean, like, I can look back at now, and every bit of it was worth it. I don't have a regret about it. Yeah, no because regrets. I, right. Because now, because right now, what I've done, I will put in all that hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was in infancy, you know, and then the child, granted, the child couldn't remember anything, but now. I'm home every day. Yeah, you know I'm home, or or throughout the, throughout the day, or I can be home when I want to. I make my own schedule. Right, you know I couldn't do that back then. Now I can. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I worked really, really hard then to get to where I am today. So now that I can live the best life I want and be with them yeah. and go to the all the games and, and whatever it is that I that I need yeah, to be created.
1: You created the freedom. And it sounds exactly. like for you the freedom. Yeah. I tell people all the time too, it's like you gotta figure out your 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 trifecta of freedom. You know, is it is mm-hmm. it is it time freedom? Mm-hmm. Is it is it financial freedom? Yeah, like right. figure those freedoms out and then mm-hmm. prioritize them. And sometimes, right. yes, you might have to sacrifice some of the time in the beginning mm-hmm. to build the financial freedom mm-hmm. to then develop the location freedom. There's that's right. I call I call it the freedom trifecta. It's like mm-hmm. those are your three. Figure it out. <laughs> You know, yeah. just yeah. like you with your book, right? It's like, okay, you figured out three things that were the most painful components that you were carrying throughout your life that you needed to deal with, work through and move on, right? So, mm-hmm. but that's part of that process is realizing that stuff. And actually I'm going to screen share one more time as we're bringing the show to the close here. Um, yeah. By the way, I love the graphic, by the way. So you. Again, people, resentment, bitterness and anger. The graphic we're talking about for the podcast people that are listening, because I remember this is on Facebook and this will be on YouTube when the show airs. It, he yeah. sho- it's a great graphic. It shows how... You know that beautiful red heart underneath is encapsulated in this black darkness, and this is if you start dealing with these things. I, again, I'm just translating what I see here. No, that's exactly you start right. Starts this, big... this evil shell off of the exterior, so you can get the heart to really shine in its true magnificence. Yep. I,
0: don't yep. yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I right. <laughs> yeah, pretty good, man. Pretty good. <laughs> that was the, the. I just, I just, that was me, man. I wanted to show up because this is what it felt like for me. Yeah. Was was a calloused heart being broken and being made new. So,
1: yeah. me, I got to put you on my Amazon influencer page. Scott's book recommendations done.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, you can. But yeah, that. people, everybody can get that at uh, DerekStone.online online and as D E R E K.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, we've already got the site up here. Oh, look at there. There you go. Oh
1: yeah. Author, speaker, general contractor. <laughs> Derek Stone, dot .online, not dot .com, people. There's lots of dot different online. ways of doing dot That's nowadays. right, dot .online, yeah. My client uses dot .co, because there's no, there's no, you can, it's impossible to find a good dot .com these days.
0: So, <laughs> or but, dot .tv, there's everybody's using all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, everybody's doing everything. Uh, and it'll get more popular, but I always like to clarify that for people. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, man, I've had a blast today, have you?
0: Yeah, you, yeah absolutely, man, it's been yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to sure. connect with Nashville. You guys have yeah. the best music ever. I, I do know, need to get back you. down there. I, my, oldest, my oldest friend, since we are 15, 16 years old, lives in Greenville, South Carolina. And I told him next time I drive down, I'm probably going to detour through that area once all this COVID stuff is over. It's over uh, with, yeah. And because and, and, the music is just phenomenal. You guys have a oh, truly yeah. musical city. So. Yeah, for sure, man,
0: for sure. Hey, and I got an Airbnb if you ever want to stay. it has got a hot nice. tub. It's I'm a big sweet. fan of Airbnbs. <laughs> and you have a hot tub? Yeah.
1: Dude, that's a requirement for the wife. We're, 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 <laughs> We're both heavy duty Mine skaters. too. Mine too, man. She's like, we need a hot tub. And I'm like, why? She's like, I was like, it's not wintertime. She's like, I'll hot tub in the middle of summer. I don't care. I was like, okay, that's weird. I'm, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm- I just got to be cold for at least yeah. fall. It's going to be fall. I was like, yeah. okay,
1: if we're in Colorado skiing, I get it. I yeah. don't want it in the middle of the summer. I'm good. Yeah,
0: no, no, uh, yeah. I'll have a heat stroke out here.
1: Uh, we're both big CrossFitters, so she likes it for the muscle recovery too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's you know. good. But, uh, cool, man. So, so, Derek, bring the show close. You're the guest co host. Mm-hmm. And because obviously you, you released a book about empowerment, so this is going to be easy for you. But I ask people nowadays, back in the day, I used to say at the end of the show, hey, what are some final words you want to leave behind? But thanks to the growth of the show and my own mindset through this podcasting journey, and you're a fellow podcaster, I've realized nowadays it's like, you know what? If you could sum up everything you've learned or where you're at right now, is there a current legacy message that you're leaving behind to people with everything you're doing? So
0: that's my yeah. stick so (laughs) (laughs) yeah no um you know for i'll leave it my wife wrote the last sentence in the book and it says for whatever is your why choose to forgive and um i think that's you know sometimes you have to search in your heart for your why what, what it is that you do or maybe it's the why that you don't want to pass on some thing to your kids or you don't want to pass stuff through to your wife and so um because the people you love the most are, next, are the ones that are going to be hurt the most by your bitterness and your resentment. So, yeah. Well for said. whatever is your why. Yeah, for whatever is your why, I choose to forgive. I'm
1: a big guy on why, but I like the way you put that. Because <laughs> lots of speakers are hitting why. It's very, very important. You, your why will drive everything, fuel in the fire. But I love the way you put that on the emphasis on the why. Well well said. Uh, yes, let's say thank telling give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we've already said it, online. As a reminder, uh, when you guys go to livethefuel.com and you click on the Amazon banner, it will takes you right to my influencer page where all the books of authors have been. Uh, Why should I forgive? Just came out today, and I'm timestamping this June 1st, 2020. So congrats again, Derek. Thank you. Again, ladies and gentlemen, he talked about you know, amping your life up, getting it up there, getting you know breaking through gravity. Well, he helped us put some fuel on the fire for that today. So thanks for <laughs> tuning in. A reminder, you too could live the fuel. And we'll talk to you guys again soon.
0: Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can Live the Fuel. So please visit us at LiveTheFuel.com.